2: Welcome to Tuesday's episode of the Tennis Scottish Football Podcast. My name is Craig Fowler and I'm joined on this occasion by Joel Skid. Hello. And Robert Bothwick. Hello. Uh, I've got to apologise for this being a day late. If you're on Twitter then you'll know exactly why. If you're not then I'll, I'll fill you in right now. Because uh, we you're a disgrace, that's why. But to go into more detail. <laughs> <laughs> you knew that already. On uh, Saturday uh, we all went to uh, Gary Cocker's wedding. We all, not all of us. Oh, sorry. All for your fuss. Yeah. The- Wait, Robert. to Craig, Craig, and Craig Anderson. I'm sure they really appreciated that. Oh God. Rifts within the group. Um, yeah. All three of us put it that way in, and uh, so obviously woke up on Sunday a little bit worse for wear. Uh, instead of letting my body recover like an old human being would, uh, because I was partially because I was off on the Monday. I decided to go to the hearts game and that uh, involved having uh, three pints beforehand and another six pints after the game. In fact, it might have like, now that I think, it was actually another seven. Oh, was was it? Wait, hang on. Yeah, I was in a group of five and we went over the round by one and on I had I, I had, another, I had another pint in the door, but we yeah, so had ten pints. So, well,
1: the lad Bible would be proud, eh? <laughs> ten pint filler. The lads, 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 <laughs> lads, <laughs> lads, lads. <laughs> Jesus.
2: Because I've been. Because I'd been out the night before, and because I'm a hard as fuck as well, <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even feel that drunk, but uh, my stomach was just in bits the next day, and it, not like, not the bad way in terms of arse being in bits, because uh, I've got loads of emodium in the house, I kind of just piled up on that, and, and came in like a trooper, but the kind of stomach in bits where you just feel the entire day, like you're going to be sick, but you don't actually ever need to be sick, you, you don't get the relief, you just get to feel shit for hours and hours and hours, everything you eat. Uh, as soon as you take a bite And swallow you're like oh. yeah. uh, And you can't enjoy anything on the TV Because you'd feel It was just It was a disaster the disaster from start to finish And I'd work at 7am today And uh, That meant that I would uh, just knackered All day of the day as well So It just uh, The shambles of a man It's now Tuesday night I can tell that my voice Still isn't perfect From Saturday as well
0: I've got two points First one I bet they're delighted To hear about um, About your imodium In your stomach <laughs> They they are delighted. The tennis is back. Is <laughs> and secondly, we should uh, wish Gary and Julie the Cocker's uh, congratulations.
1: Meet the Cocker's. It was it was a it was a fantastic day. It was it was it was very nice indeed. Do you know about
2: the Sunday Listener? Do you know what my
1: favourite part was I'm going to cut you off right okay. now. One of Gary's middle names is Harold. <laughs> yeah, no, I
0: completely forgot about that.
1: Anyway, <laughs> but, yeah. and they
0: used to sport during the night. <laughs> oh oh yeah, yes, yeah, nice.
1: right. So listeners. Uh, Gary Cocker uh, the man who's famously said uh, relegated United at Downs for the last two years actually grew up a Dundee United fan he was an Wait, Arab that's Arab Gary Arab Gary he was a, a Dundee United fan for years years so yeah. let's like just say that right
2: he now he changed
0: the age nine or something nine yep yeah, I think a uh, uh, realtor said nine I think he corrected him and said six but we we're going to go with 9. Yeah, yeah, let's go with No, I minute. think we
1: were originally told 12 yeah. in the speech or something. Well, it's 12 then. <laughs> and then later on in the day, I was told 22. So, uh, <laughs> let's go with 22. Let's go with the average. <laughs>
2: Which would be about, what, 15 or
1: something. Let's go that he's still a Dundee United fan. This is just a really long standing bit. <laughs> I bet you
2: there's people listening to this. There'll be a couple who are like, oh, I've never checked out the tennis before. Check that in. Suddenly, they're already three and a half minutes or nearly four minutes in. Uh, and they're like no nah, I'm never listening to this again uh, it the it's podcast has already it's turned off it's already been deleted they're already sending a tweet going why the fuck did anybody tell me to listen to that what a lot of shite and they're going to a, a new Scottish football podcast that's started up oh yeah yeah because you need to check out the totally football shows Scotland, Scottish football style yeah. that's, definitely, that's definitely what it's called <laughs> right let's get to Scottish Premiership Preview we'll do as we do every season 12 questions one on each team in the top flight uh, we usually spend 3 minutes on each but we're actually going to be Chopping the length of shows uh, this season because we often go over an hour, and uh, I think as Joe, you're a keen podcast listener. I'm a keen podcast listener. If you ever see a show that's over an
0: hour? Kind of puts you off a lot. It does. It does. I think any anything um, anything below an hour. I think I always think 45 minutes. I don't know if it just kind of fits in on my commute, but 45 minutes is a good length. Yeah, good length for a podcast. Yep. I, have no, I have no doubt that uh, we'll, we'll fail to adhere to this Yeah it's because we're running in five minutes We're really not even mentioning a fucking thing it, it, <laughs> means, it means by aim of the 45 we at least below an hour Yeah so let's get to it yeah.
2: Question one So we'll just run through the teams in alphabetical order yeah. So the first one's Aberdeen Does having a fit now McGinn mean Aberdeen are a better team On day one of the 2019, 18
0: 19 season Than the 2017-18 season Originally I was going to go for no uh, simply because the start of last season, I, I I think we're judging it from our views from the start of last season. That when we looked at the the, the squad list and seen that they had kind of Kai-Steven, uh, Greg Stewart. Um, Not necessarily.
2: Cause well, you 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 now have that knowledge of you now you have the ability of hindsight and say that we were well, news were wrong about the team. I. Okay, I did put in some. I said they recruited a lot better and I thought, right. but I didn't get how the pieces all fitted together. I well, think let let's that. let's forget that whole point. Um, <laughs> I,
0: I I just I had a feeling that McGinn hadn't been as consistent as he had been earlier in his career, and Johnny Hayes has kind of overtaken him in the important stakes for mm-hmm. uh, Aberdeen, certainly in the the creative and the the white, uh, the white department. And McGinn he's like something just cross uh, crossing. He was just he was going back and forth a bit too much. But then I uh, had to look at his uh, kind of stats, and the season before he left, he's, he's hit 10, 10 goals, think mm-hmm. like ten league goals. Um, so if they can get McGinn, the one that left before, uh, before up and running, then probably. And it's the fact that I've, uh, I watched him against Burnley, and they looked they looked pretty good.
2: I'm going to go ahead and say no, just because I think that they're still lacking a forward who scores goals. Adam Rooney going somewhat to you, Joel. I'm not Rooney's hugest fan, especially in these last couple of years. I thought, weirdly, for a guy with a forward, experience forward, getting older, I thought his game outside the penalty area got worse as opposed to getting better. And But at the same time, they're still going to miss the fact that he was somebody who could chip in still scored like a hat-trick against somebody last season. He can have these moments where he just he makes himself... He had s-
0: s- six league goals. But know, by he 18. wasn't great. He wasn't yep. great. But
2: still having that kind of option off the bench is something they're going to miss when it's Stevie May and Sam Cosgrove at the moment. Also, Kenny McLean as well is a huge miss. Ferguson Fleur- mm-hmm. looked good against Burnley. Uh, I quite
0: like the look of... Not Gleason Forrester Chris Forrester Yeah Forrester I've, I'm not sure That's so I'm not sure about the yeah, but we don't me. Yeah I was going to say
2: We don't know enough about them We know that Kenny McLean Although he wasn't Hugely great in the first part Of the season He was still decent enough Just not by his standards mm. Ten a half of the season was brilliant And they're, they're going to miss that So all in all I would say no But if these new signs Do well and if they can get a forward who can score it doesn't necessarily have to be a guy that starts they can just kind of rotate it but just somebody off the bench or somebody
0: who can start the occasional game who can give them it then I say they can be a better team but well, when you talk about um, goals you think McGinn is liable if again he's he's a fully fit McGinn
1: he's liable for double figures right Robert you don't get to answer that cause we've, we've talked about that too much I was going to say right that's fine I don't think they will be as good right yeah, good there you
2: go right so we'll move on is Treble Is a triple treble realistic for Celtic and where would it sit as an achievement, Rob?
1: Yes, it is achievable. Um, Very, very much so, I think. It has to be. They're they're still a bit clearly the best team in the league. Like, light years. (laughs) Light years ahead of the rest. They are still. And, um, you know, they've got Oddsong, obviously, as a a full-time Celt now. And he's just going to go from strength to strength. I mean, it's... You look at it and they are able to spend £9 million on a young guy. And that's... Just sort of A microcosm of why That it's very Very much within their reach That they can do The triple treble Um, I think they will As well Unfortunately I just I just don't see them Relenting I think it'll be the same As last season Uh, They'll slip up a couple of times They'll lose a few games You know It might even just sort of Go like What did they lose Three games last year Or something in league Four games They might lose six games This year It doesn't matter It's still more than enough To win the league And I think in cup competitions As well Celtic just know that they have the beating of most of the teams in that league. It's going to take a red card in the game or something like that, a massive slip-up or you know, a complete anomaly like Hearts beating them 4-0, for example, for that to stop mm-hmm. them. And, and as an achievement, it'll be massive, obviously. And double treble is a, mas- uh, a massive thing. The treble itself is a massive thing. This will be huge, unprecedented, completely unprecedented. But it is caveated with their spending power and everything like that, as we've said since, yes. you know... Day X. What
2: well. well, I would say, I, I would take exception when you said if they're similar to like they were last season, because last season they were quite good at you know having these kind of poor games in the league and then kind of still managing to do it in the cups. They, they didn't have one of those slip ups that they, they had quite a few. Um, well, they only lost, still lost only three games, I think, but they, they had a few more draws, and it wasn't wasn't a great season for them in, in terms of the league, in terms of what we have been expecting from this team. Yeah. And if they continue In that kind of vein Of maybe not Taking a lot of Domestic games seriously Then I think it will Spill over the Cups And I think they will Lose one. Well. However Previously They had a season I think it was Lennon's first season uh, After Rangers Were um, You know Devoted Started again whatever, Pick your choice Um
0: the, I said in the day they were elected back into the SFL and uh, someone at the Celtic family shared to the comments. They weren't, uh, they weren't elected, they were uh, some other. for God's sake. Well, trust, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> Celtic fans are on top of it. And <laughs> that's the main <laughs> thing.
2: But anyway, that season, Celtic were poor in the league. Yeah. And in the next season, Lennon kind of seemed to go, right, we're not having that again. And Hank, they, have, they won the league with like 99 points. So if Rodgers wants to do likewise, then they will just have another season where they're just focus completely on domestic football like the worries first season and then yeah I think it will you know,
0: probably actually happen if they come in with that mindset I think uh, the only thing I'll add is uh, Rob was kind of picking up on there just about the, the, their mindset I think that yeah, they'll probably slip up because I think they'll take Europe more seriously they'll slip up in domestic games but when they need to when they need to uh, turn up they, they've just got this, this kind of robotic mentality when they need to turn up domestically they will and they'll just kind of just brush teams aside yeah
2: when next moving on, when United with oh, Christ I've completely fucked a lot of that there. It's okay. Let's just pretend, pretend we can be bored editing. <laughs> okay, moving on. With United being out of the top flight, what would constitute success for Dundee? Paul McGowan skipping the jail. done <laughs> <laughs> <That laughs> it. what a season! What a successful season! Right, again. Um, uh, either
0: uh, for the, the fans to stop booing regularly or to find a life back. <laughs>
2: That's it. Let's move on um, <laughs> for the fans to stop doing regularly. I can I don't
0: know what to tell for Dundee this season. They've not. The, I think they need to. I, I think they need to be competitive. They don't necessarily need to make the top six, but I think they need to be competitive in the running for the top six uh, throughout the season. And obviously, cup run helps because Dundee's um, cup exploits are an embarrassment and kind of progress. Or our fans can see. Substantial, not substantial. I think, but I think next, one in of the, terms of mechanics. I, I think one of the other.
2: I think a run at the top six would be a success. I think a cup run would be a success as long as they're not one of the three teams that are in the relegation scrap. I think everybody expects Hamilton, Livingston, and St to struggle mm-hmm. this season. Dundee, for it to be a success, it's, well, it wouldn't really be a success, but for it not to be a failure this season, they can't be one of those teams at the bottom. They can't be like last season, but it still looked like a few weeks to go that they they could finish bottom of the table. And there needs to be at least that progression that they're they're at least fairly comfortable. Other than that, maybe on the park, they can look like life without Glenn Kamara would be fine. Because there wasn't much... Evidence of that last season There's not been evidence of it much This season in the League Cup Not that I want to talk about too much Because we'll get to that in the Patreon bit Where we kind of mm-hmm. run through The the Brentford Cup group stage campaign But they need to have McCann's system kind of relies on somebody like Kamara And McGowan as well But when he's not there It doesn't quite work So if they can find somebody else to kind of Take the bat on when Kamara is, I think a lot of people are expecting If he doesn't go this summer He'll go next summer Because he's out of contract And he's a very good player and sorry to say But very good players Don't stick around In the bottom half Of the Scottish Premiership For too long Especially if they're Very young When he is Yeah Okay moving on Rob Oh wait no Well you can ask This if we want But I was nearly Skipping ahead there To Harps. But we're with we Hamilton mm-hmm. I, I was going to
1: say they, They're still in the league Somehow Hamilton <laughs> are still here So Is it realistic for Hamilton To aim for anything Other than avoiding Relegation this season No that's that. I think that's their aim consistently every season because of the budget that they've got and because of the players that they've got and the hands that are tied behind their back. I think that that's always going to be Hamilton's existence in the top fight. Obviously, you had the anomaly under Alex Neil where he took them, you know, took them to the top six for so long. You had them second in the table for a bit, and that was fantastic. But it's been proven to be an anomaly. That was that was a one off. I think Hamilton have got to, their main focus has got to be establishing themselves in the league and then establishing themselves as a sort of upper top 16, uh, bottom 16, sorry. And that should be their progression. But I think this season, again, it's going to be them, Livingston and St. Mirren, who are going to be down the bottom. Dundee might tickle their way around there for a wee bit, but I I think they'll be a bit stronger this year. So yeah, I think Hamilton, you know, realistically, they're looking at like a 10th place finish. And that that really, I think, is their ceiling. It sounds a bit harsh, but I I think it's true. I completely
0: agree. I think it's always going to be... I think it have even struggled to make that step up from being what well, they are just now to a uh, kind of recognised um, Premiership team and upper echelons of the, even if it was the, bot, uh, the bottom six, it's always going to be a case of survival. Just because any can there will need to be a one-off to have a really good team to do something special, and especially when they are um, they're shopping around um, Norwich's academy, the, low, uh, the fifth, sixth tier <coughs> of England and Greece, <laughs> the lower, <laughs> the, the low, lower echelons of Greece. And the fact that this season We've lost uh, Crawford and Templeton In terms of goals and assists That's I think I calculated at 44 Over the past three seasons How Which is th- huge I think, how we're we're
2: yeah, I think this season they're, they're going to struggle a bit In terms of creativity There's going to be A lack of imagination Do you know what helps? Imagination Gives you a bit of imagination I, Wait I can't possibly see Where
1: this is going a wee bit of some
2: fucking quality oh, mate <laughs> <laughs> Light that shit smoke that <laughs> <laughs>
1: shit. I have no idea where you're going with that. It.
2: It's because you've obviously Never seeped some imagination Joe <laughs> Right moving on Before the police come and <laughs> <laughs> Rest us all uh, What does Craig Levine need to do To still be Hearts manager Into next season uh, I think he needs
1: to take Hearts to hand then. I
2: think, uh.
1: Come on, I think Hearts need to get to Hamden. And I think if it gets them to Hamden, then that'll be enough. I think, um, the league expectations have dropped so far for Hearts now that we know that we're basically fourth tops mm-hmm. in this next season. I mean, obviously, when it comes to the predictions time, I'm going to be saying That Hearts are finishing second, but they're realistic. <laughs> The realistic <laughs> approach here is fourth at best I think you're looking at teams like Aberdeen Even though they've not improved in my opinion on last year uh, Rangers up in there, who knows what they're going to be And the Hibs are just going to be solid as they always are Fourth is the best that Hearts can hope for So I think in the cup competitions, Hearts need to do better They need to do better They've not been at Hampden since they won the cup in 2000 uh, Sorry, they, since they lost the final against St Mirren uh, five years ago Five and a half years ago. So it's not good enough for a team like Hearts to miss out on, on these big trips. And I think if, if Levine,
0: famously not great in cup competitions
1: no. himself as a manager, if he can buck that trend and get Hearts to a semi-final, even better a final, then I think that'll win a lot of the trust back from the Hearts fans. I think um, finishing above
0: Hibs as well. I think Hearts fans don't want to finish below uh, Hibs again. Yeah, especially mcginn
2: goes yeah. as well. Yeah, That's going to be a it's not going to be one that Hearts fans are just going to go oh yeah. well fair enough it's, they were always the yeah. better team kind in, in
0: terms of where the distance is between Hearts and Aberdeen Hibbs as well it's hard to tell at the moment because you've seen them again second half against Beef and against Inverness where scored 10 goals and looked very frightening but then you caveat with Rafe Rovers and the Cove games and he, I, it's hard to tell where Hearts are just now but one thing they've got over probably Hibs and Aberdeen at the moment is depth and a bit more options where they've got a bit more versatility Um other than that, if if he wins a war, um, that's always goes down goes down well at Tink Castle. <laughs> Get a statue. <laughs> yeah. uh, the fickleness of fickle nature, of, uh, fickle
2: nature or should I say, uh, of football fans, I think was summed up by just me really on Sunday. Like before the game, I literally said, "If you were to offer me sixth place this season, but I didn't have to, but hards didn't have to play any games, I would take that." <laughs> cancel the season for hearts and then just placed them in in six yeah. uh, and then after the game I was like no reason we shouldn't challenge Rangers for a second no reason
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've already given us uh, the, uh, the tennis predictions four points from the first two games we're away in the first game and I hope the Celtic uh, I've given us six points right, <laughs> <we
1: go>. so <laughs> I've given yeah. them
2: three I think that's fair Conservative. Uh, considering even last season they beat Hamilton home and away to uh, no they drew at home yeah. but they beat them away twice <laughs> uh, Yeah, and yeah, I can't see anything in the Celtic game Right next. What would suit Hibbs better? Selling John McGinn for below market value this summer or losing him for free in
0: 12 months' time? Losing him for free. What would be better? But yeah, yeah. I, I think they would be better suited just because losing. Okay, that means they'd lost two key players for free, key midfielders for free in consecutive summers, but it's probably better than losing both of them at the same time and only getting a. a rubbish fee for one of them I'm I'm obviously talking about uh, Dylan McGeoch watching um, (laughs) Hibbs against Astras McGinn was so important Uh, at at times where it looked like they were about to crumble he kind of held them together he was driving them forward I just think he's the type of player that you need proper uh, to be able to justify selling him you need proper money and they've stuck to their guns And I'm not sure if It'll uh, look good for Hibs uh, for, for Hibs fans If they go back uh, Go back on it and sell I mean To be fair Over two million
2: pounds Which would still be Below market value That's still decent money as well However What I will say is That I do agree with you Because Hibs have done this before Where they sold a lot of players For a lot of money I mean Scott Brown went for £4.5 million. Overall that Golden Generation team Got them in something like £8 million And with the exception of East Mains, it's obviously very good To have a good training base And the Meansland And they, mean they do the standards New standards as well I think. Yeah, that helps as well. Um, but at the end of the day, it kind of <laughs> it helped build that kind of infrastructure. But they had the point where Hibs were also at their absolute lowest ebb. Because if you're a club like Hibs or a club like anybody in Scottish football other than Rangers and Celtic, if you've got a lot of money for a player, it's not really much you can do with it in terms of bringing in other players. Because mm-hmm. you still haven't go in the same market, still has the same kind of gambles. You can't. You can't then really start can't spending like seventy five uh, thousand pounds. No, wait, what? <laughs> £750,000, like, on players. So then you're, you know, shifting the odds in your favour. That's just not possible. So- I, think,
1: I think, frankly, although every club in the league, bar Celtic, is, is a selling club, I think, you know, there's a price for any player. They don't need to sell them. And I think Hibs are financially in a decent place right now. And achievements, potential silverware is more important than money. And I think in the next 12 months If he stays Great I think they've got the, the real potential To go and win A League Cup Or a Scottish Cup And going back to What Joe just said About Hearts We don't really know What Hearts
2: are right now But if Hearts are a team That are capable Of finishing third In the league Then that's a, that's a big thing For Hibs to continue This recent momentum They've had over their rivals And especially this year Like it looks they've, already, they've sold more season tickets I think to this point As far as I'm aware There's not much in it But they are slightly ahead They can get a season But they've got higher Attendance than Hearts And they're beating Harps and they're above hearts in the league. That's huge for kind of the way that this rivalry is going in Edinburgh. And everybody, as everybody knows, in Edinburgh, pretend it's not. But we only care about each other. <laughs> 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 I'm to I don't care about me and him. I'm care about being up. We can yep. pretend they're always like, oh, they're beneath us. I don't even care about them. Lies. Bollocks. Hi. It's always been bollocks. Yep. Uh, it's the same with pretty much every rivalry. But so they get McGinn. They, they keep McGinn for the entire season. That's going to help them massively with doing that. Yeah. They lose again. You just don't know. They could bring in other players, but Alan was somebody that might come back. But do Alan and Stevie Mallon work in the midfield? Mm, no, Certainly not, not as well as uh, McGinn and Mallon yeah. do at the, at the present. So there's a, there's a lot of uncertainty, and it might just be worth, in the absolute long run, to just say, no, we'll keep McGinn for the end of the season and just let him And it has uh, just plus, it would be uh,
0: funny to get up some Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say the, the fact that you'd have to, I think, it's, I think it's
1: a third of the fee that needs to be moved on to some minimum. The, quali- yeah. the quality Sorry one more thing The quality of McGinn um, just now He would be Completely irreplaceable For Hibs yeah. They wouldn't be able To afford anyone To bring in no. As a direct replacement Who's of the same Skill class And then that would mean
0: That their midfield options Are right. Slavka Fine Malin fine Stephen Worker Or Marvin Bartley Yeah Let's talk a hope For Marv yeah, he's, It's a strange one He's just kind of fallen Falling fallen completely out of it Because Witter against Astras Was an absolute Abomination I was tipping him to be a decent centre fielder Oh, he can't pass with the ball, he's
1: left foot. scary. It's right.
2: Will Kenny Miller be the difference that keeps Livingston up as a striker or the reason they go down as a manager?
1: He will be the reason they go down as a <laughs> manager. <laughs> as say, um, I was going to say, he'll be out he quite is, early on. He is so sure of himself um, as a manager. He's been punting himself about to be a manager for the last like two years. He's absolutely determined that this is for him He was trying to do it at and Rangers under two other managers <laughs> Aye, aye, and the last the last person who I can remember being that determined To prove themselves as a manager was Ian Cathro, And that didn't exactly end well I just think that, I don't think Miller, the squad aside um, I'm, He just doesn't have the experience to have a team of that level In this in this league to keep them up I just don't think that he's, he's going to have it I think so he will make, he'll make a decent difference to them as a player um, but he's a guy who's used to having better players around him, which is also going to be a challenge. But I just, I just don't think. It, it kind of, I, I think right, th- right now, for me, Livingston are the absolute dead set favourites to go down. He's and so dead until someone him. shows me differently, that's not going to change. And I think Kenny Miller being there, if it was still been David Hopkin, different story. Mm-hmm. But the fact it's Miller. Is pushing it for me. He's so desperate To be a manager That he's also so desperate To play as
0: well Yeah (laughs) The the thing is is, um, I'm not sure anyone like him Who's so destructive To a team's Cohesion On the pitch With his I mean It was great It was great
2: Actually we did Like Livingston fans Mourning about it already Yeah Kenny Miller's Traditional sense is all over the place Yep
0: He just runs everywhere Yeah So I'm not sure how that can That can help a team Coming up from the, um, the The championship Which has had a bit of overhaul because of Hopkins the uh, cad Keeplers leave um, how him running about like Edler's chickens going to help them uh, stay organised
1: uh, on their pitch I can't wait for the end of season highlights reel and um, I'm going to get get a hold of that and then just put comedy noises over Scott Robinson and Kenny Miller running into each other in the middle of the park <laughs> constantly you'll take the
2: huff at some point the way, uh, the, the way I'm just gonna kind of look at it is that Miller in his last season at Rangers Was no longer the kind of goal scoring threat That he used to be And I think if you're asking If Kenny Miller's going to keep Livingston up As a as a striker He's going to have to hit in the double figures yeah. And on a team that's not as good As last season's Rangers team I don't see how that's going to be possible So no, Yeah I, One thing I would say is that Like evidence of them the, the, I know it's I know Betfred Cup to some teams Is almost like pre-season And it's hard to judge But Livingston did look better than Hamilton and St. Martin
0: hmm. but well, at he, least sorry but at least they handled the kind of smaller teams better than they did I, no. I, I am looking forward to seeing this if Livingston if there's a drastic change in style if there isn't if he still plays quite direct if he does play as a striker beside Lee Miller he's never going to be beside Lee Miller when, for a flick-ons no. yeah. he be, he'd be still in I don't know right back That's what, does when, that, what does that do for Ryan Ryan exactly. yeah
2: is Clark good enough that he can be the difference between a top six and a bottom
0: six spot for Kilmarnock? Can I can I take us back to a text I'm sure we did um, last season? <coughs> and it was, we were doing the manager rankings, I think. Yeah, yeah. That was the, I've had some st- absolute stinkers on this show, but that was my most embarrassing moment, I think, when I think I put Steve Clark in the bottom three uh, of the managers in the Scottish Premiership. Oh, good um, job. When did you do that? That it wasn't too. What we, it wasn't too long after we, we took over. Craig Anderson, remember, because he remembers everything. Um, yeah, I, I'm just like no, I'm not no. not sure. Uh, Steve Clark, If you proved prove me wrong. <laughs> so yeah, I I, um, I think it's it's a, it's a tough one because the organisation we've transformed Kelly a second to none. You compare it to the likes of, the likes of Dundee. Um, there's there, there's there's no com- there's kind of no contest. But if teams. Figure out how to play against Kamara. Because teams will uh, eventually figure out how how to break them down. What's the best way to do it? It's whether they can be Clark and Kamara. The team as a whole can be reactive to it and kind of change the way, change. Or I certainly have like have a plan B, which Muller will need. Yeah, that you know, like we were saying last season. I, th- I think it would be yeah. If, if he is
2: that, if he is certainly as good as he, as he seemed last mm. season. That's number six spot It's up for grabs I mean yes. they finished fifth last year So yeah. there's that yeah. as well Hearts need to prove That they're better than them <laughs> And Like we've said We're not entirely sure about that uh, I think they still need A creative midfielder If they were to try there has be no noise Of them doing it But I think they should try And get Greg Dockery. I think he'd be a, a great replacement For Malumbo, Obviously nowhere near as good no, But Still kind of Giving you Somebody who's got a bit, of, a bit of quality And a bit of power In that midfield area and I think they certainly need a kind of player like that who's kind of capable of running, running through the lines because, well, some of these other boys have got are, are good and work hard and keep their shape and are, are, tactically are, are very good, especially under Clark. They, they still need that kind of X factor from the middle of the park that they're kind of missing right now. Uh, but even still, sixth place is there. And if Clark continues to have them yeah. as well drilled as he did last I wonder
0: year... if we'll see more of drones through the middle. and as like a, if they play a Diamond... Yeah, central, But yeah I think In terms of the first 13-14 players I think Kilmarnock is completely fine It's just that, that depth, That they got a couple injured yeah.
2: Will Stephen Robinson regret doubling down On the kind of to put Struggling to think of a better way to put it The big physical Motherwell strategy
1: I think um, We'll see a, a regression in the Motherwell this year I don't think they will be as impressive As they were last year um I'd I'd enjoyed watching Motherwell watch um watching Motherwell play last year, but not from the football purist's point of view. They were just sort of this <laughs> incredible unit. Like they were entertaining, there's characters all over the park and stuff like that. And those guys haven't really left. There's still they there's still McHugh, Curtis Main's still there. You know, there's still guys throughout the team. I just think that naturally they had such well, they had such a great season getting to two cup finals, yeah, I, I think that's... I think that I think that that, that really sort of pushed the the fans' expectations and the happiness levels up because, you know, what we're saying about Hearts, it chips the hand in. It brings a sort of feel-good factor that, you know, you've gone to the national stadium and seen your team play. I don't think that'll happen with Motherwell again this year. And I think that just because, um, I mean, various factors, I think there's slightly stronger teams in the league this year. Um, and I just think that they will not be as impressive this year. there will still be, I mean, safely up the, the sort of higher end of the top six. But I just, I don't think they will be as impressive or as fun this year.
2: That's um, that's probably the key, is to talk about the cup runs. That's where the main regression will be. And I think the league form will just seem like regression, even though it might be about the same. Yeah. So what did they finish last year? Eighth? I think it was eighth. Did St. Johnson not take seventh? Because St. Johnson thumped them at uh, Park. Possibly, yeah. I can't remember. Anyway, it'll... It, it, very possibly they'll be about that position again, maybe in the same points, though, but it'll seem like they've come backwards because I think last season a lot of people went in there thinking, Are Motherwell serious contenders for relegation? Turns out they weren't, and everybody was very happy about that. Yeah. This season it's going to have to be if you're, if you're a football fan, if your football team's standing still, then it seems to supporters like regression because supporters always demand improvement. Yeah. And I think that's maybe what's going to happen with Motherwell.
0: I don't think they really doubled down on it to be honest. I think they put a lot of their chips back into it and then they've kept a few more and just and with like the signing of Alex Rodriguez um, and I would like to see a bit hopefully a bit more uh, bigger a man that they have players that can change it a bit as a kind of plan B to, uh, you,
2: to use your roulette rena- re- 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 analogy they've kind of pushed m- most of their chips just onto red yeah and then they've taken like one chip and put it on like black 10
0: <laughs> <laughs> also the, the green 0 ah oh, right oh yeah that yeah um, and, but I hope they don't change too much because it's, they've, they've got that identity. They, I was looking at it, writing about it today that they, there's, there's, there's different... The good thing about the Scottish Premiership, there's, there's so many different kind of styles in it. Everyone play, they, play people, teams play the same formation but play in a different way or play different formations. And it's, it's good to have a team like Mullerwell who are kind of old-fashioned. Like that. Yeah. Which
2: safe pair of hands will Rangers appoint when the Gerrard experiment goes tits up? Kenny Miller.
1: <laughs> safe pair of hands <laughs> So safe So hands <laughs> uh, Graham Murray. <laughs> Girl, he's still there He knows the job inside out He's still there As the academy coach <laughs> Like He won't have Kenny Miller To deal with He won't have Kenny Miller To deal with exactly One boss might even be gone By that time Who knows I mean the possibilities Are endless um, Yeah I, it's gonna feel, isn't it? I don't. I, th- I, don't, I think I, there's some promising I'm signs sh- already. The, the biggest sh- roster,
2: sh- the b- biggest promising sign is that the defence
0: seems like it's been uh, well. I wouldn't want to say sorted. It at least looks like It's, it's definitely not. I was. I watched that. <laughs> uh, I watched Ozziek, The Aussie ga- game. I so watched second half last night, and oh my goodness, how they didn't! Uh, how they how they managed to come away with a 1-0 win. McGregor made countless saves. There was blocks off the line. The well, there
2: you go. Was that no part of it—the kind of fixing job, better goalkeeper, defenders who can get there at the last minute? Yeah. That, 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 that's a good and like point. Like Bruno and, uh, Alves, about yeah. fucking half an hour behind the shit. But
0: yeah, okay. The, um, they're still at this moment in time. They're still going to give up chances. Okay, but yeah. I think there is. I think there is enough there for Rangers fans to go right. We're going to make progress, but they need to be realistic in their expectation because there's just not, there's not going to be a massive leap. Yeah. This I, season I
2: still don't think the going forward it still doesn't quite work for me. There's got all these kind of good pit bits, but it's kind of like last season. I, I still don't get how they all kind of fit together because, mm-hmm. uh, like last year, they played a lot of like four four two and stuff. And as we know, kind of you really have to have the players to play in a four four two and make it work, and it, it didn't for a large part. And then they kind of changed it about bit, a bit done a bit more kind of experimented with diamonds, done a bit of kind of four two three one kind of stuff. It never quite. Done it, and I think it's still about the same this year. It's like they're still missing a really kind of creative midfielder. Like, I know it's a terrible example because he's one of the best players in the world, but like a Christian, Christian Eric. Hull. Oh, yeah, Christian Eric's. Like Christian Eric's is a type, like somebody who could kind of unlock the door. I, I still don't quite think they have somebody who can do that. They've got guys who are
0: talented, Murphy, Windass, but different sorts of players. The, yeah. um, Ryan Kent is an interesting proposition. He, I think he has the ability to be, I think he's almost kind of Barry McKay esque someone who can pick a pass mm-hmm. um and well, he can be a bit more consistent than McKay. I just look at Rangers and look at it's like it looks like another patch patch up job just because there's so many loans.
1: Yeah for for me I think um when I said earlier uh, they're gonna fail everything's relative when it comes to rangers. Yeah and I think failure for them is no cups and not winning the league. I and mean, mm-hmm. no silverware was a failure for them. And I'm just not sure that they will Get anything this year? I think that the initial signs of Gerard, signings, uh, Katic, Goldson, Arfield, McGregor. You know, I was like, right, okay, it's strong signings, good signings that can make a difference in this league. And since then, I've just, I've just not been convinced. I've not been sure with the signing policy. Even the guys he's brought in and, and the impact they've had at other clubs. I mean, even Ryan Kent was at Oldham he was at last year, something like that. Uh, Brussels, he was, he was on one in Germany and then went to Bristol City, but barely played. He barely played at any team. Yeah. Um, so wherever he went, he, he wasn't really setting it alight. And it's just, I'm just not sure that they are going to have that sort of extra bit of knuckle about them that's going to take them closer to Celtic. If anything, the squad that I'm looking at this year is actually further away from Celtic. Bizarrely, I just I'm just not sure with Celtic's additions and, and the way Celtic are playing as well. And I just think that they might end up further away um, than they were the year before. I just I'm not fully convinced by it. But then none of us know what Steven Gerrard is like as a manager. If he could end up being fantastic, he could be the difference. The guy that's going to take these players who maybe weren't fantastic in other places and make them mm-hmm. go to the next level. We don't know that yet. So it's a lot of unknowns. Um, But I just It's going to be It's going to be prime time It's going to be blockbuster It'll be good
2: Speaking of prime time Well the nomadic striker And Rob's best mate Tony Watt Get his
1: career back on track At St Johnston. I'd like to field this one Yes (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm going to back Rob up And say yes (laughs) Honestly I I think that um, When when the deal came about A lot of people were, Were making the point You know Is there a worse made match Than Tommy Wright and Tony Watt because you know they, they I are, certainly would like to
2: see a sitcom involving the two.
1: They are the sort of personalities that would naturally. I actually, think Wright's the
0: exact person it wanted. that
1: wanted. They would naturally clash, but I, exactly it's the same with Danny Swanson. Um, you look at Swanson; he'd sort of dumped about the worries uh, in England for a wee bit, came up to St Johnston, completely new player, revitalised, playing in the league that he knows um, that he'd, he'd played in previously, like Tony Watt, and he just gave him this impetus to just go forward and, and be creative. So be that player, be the guy who can who can get the fans off their seats and, and score goals and be that you know, be that influence on the team. I think that's what Tony Watt needs. I think he needs to be told, like, listen, I mean I know at Hearts like he played basically as a central midfielder. I think it's St Johnston they're gonna say, Right, you're here to score goals. Get back to doing what you are good at, what you proved when you first came through at Celtic and just start doing that again. He's got two in the Bedford Cup already. Um, it's promising signs and St Johnston need that they've needed that since you know O'Halloran and Swanson so so left I they've not had that cut on the edge and David McMillan as well looks like he could be a bit of a difference maker I think Wright
0: is the manager to get Tony Watt out of his own head if that makes sense because so I think there's when you listen to the Watt's interview with Simon Ferry for open goal we did a while back which was fantastic you could see you could just hear how Tony Watt gets in his own head and if Wright takes that pressure from him and gives him just a bit allows them to play just with a bit more kind of freedom or just, just kind of serenity. I, I think, think it's a different I think it. the environment but, of St Johnson
2: itself yeah. would help that as well. The fact that he's not on a team where if you have play for two or three bad games in a row, you know you're definitely going to be at the team mm, and kind of yeah. get heaps more pressure on you. And St Johnson, if he does that, the kind of they have added a bit now. They've got they've got Dre Wright, who's looked decent enough in, in the League Cup, and uh, Matt Kennedy. I think uh, has a promising start as well. So there is a bit more creativity there. But they do know that up front they are kind of lacking somebody with his natural ability. Yes, so it's going to take a lot for Wright to take him of the team, and just having that comfort that he knows he can play poorly because what's all about kind of trying stuff as well. He like, even though he was end up being too deep at half, he still likes to drop deep himself and, and kinda of take the ball and run it players. Yeah. And you need to kind of I think have that knowledge that if you do it and you're gonna mess up, then you kinda get the ball and do it again without having fear that you're gonna get hooked off. Yeah. And he will have more of that. He'll have a longer leash at St Johnson, I think that'll help. Um, a longer leash and a short leash. Yeah. Kind of like short leash will be off the park for right <laughs> saying, Right, you fucking Stick in every day at training
1: and that, but a longer leash while he's actually playing. Another, another you know, comparison you can use for the O'Halloran and Swanson, I know I'd like, mention this every time I talk about St Johnston, but it's so true. You know, they were able to build attacks around these boys and, and get players in to facilitate their skill set. Mm-hmm. But also, you look at O'Halloran at Rangers, you look at Swanson at Hearts and Hibs, the decision making of those players changed completely when they came under new management, when they were playing in a new system. Tommy Wright knows how to get his forward players making good decisions, making positive decisions in the final third. And I think that's what Tony Watt lacked at heart um, was the ability to know when to pass, when to shoot. And I think that's something that will change under Tommy Wright because he's proven them doing it before. Right, final one. Have Saint <laughs> Johnstone, Saint have Saint Mirren been promoted before they're ready? No, no, I mean they were ready. They were the best team in the championship by a distance, and and that's that's how you can gauge. Yeah how they, how they go up I, I think I'm going to
2: say no to this question But I kind of see where it's getting at Because they have since then Lost the best player and the manager Yeah And their total score So I wonder if it was maybe A case Of Too much too soon Kind of thing And without those players Having Without those players And the manager Being able to stick around Might that then Bite them Whereas had
0: they They got promoted the This <laughs> is It's like It's like one of those worries He's hit it too well They got, they got promoted too well Yeah they got from
2: probably 2-0 to the point where I think a lot of people thought they were maybe going to be a bit more comfortable than the, to begin with. I think mm. a lot of people thought men should be fine, especially yeah, yeah. with Levinson in the league, Hamilton as well. And now you've kind of looked at some of some of the results in the Betfred Cup, well, two of the results, Done well against Kilmarnock and won 6-0 in the last game, but two of the results weren't great against low-league opponents. People were kind of underwhelmed by a few of the sign-ins. I'm not sure what Stubbs is going to be like in the top flight because he's not managed there before. So there's now a lot of questions and then now everybody's now throwing them in with Hamilton and Livingston. But at least that's going to give them a fighting chance of finishing 10th. 10th fight.
1: Yeah, I think if, if any of the two teams that were promoted got promoted too soon, it's Livingston. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. But St Mirren, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure you can say they got promoted too soon, but I think you can say the quality and the standard of the league that they're coming into is slightly too high for them just now. And that's not to say they weren't promoted too soon, it's, it's just... What it is and where they're at, and obviously the unfortunate losing of Jack Ross, Gavin Riley not well, getting his contract offer when aged on him, uh, which is a bit of a weird one because he scored so many important goals for him last year, and just trying to f- plug those gaps when you're going into a promotion season isn't ideal preparation. I think, and
0: I also think the McGinn saga—I don't think it's, uh, it's obviously kind of overshadowing his start of the season, but it's hurting St Mirren more because I think they're being kind of relying on McGinn going. To get money, because Stubbs has talked. He talked about it before the Kelly game that oh, well, he's got two or three players lined up. Like two, really, he was talking about really good players yeah. lined up to come in. And Greg Stewart might be one. Apparently, he he's been doing really well in pre-season. I see my shorts getting the Right back. In. But I've I've heard that there's been some rumblings behind the scenes at, uh, with at some a as well, with Stubbs. So it'd
2: be interesting one to see. Okay, Premiership predictions. League winners. Celtic
1: Yeah
2: Non-Celtic Cup winner If there is one Aberdeen <laughs> Nah Crap it I kill my hearts I'm going to go hearts as well Just because hearts have had that terrible draw The last few years That they're going to get a draw this year when it's like Nonsense all the way to the final <laughs> And then the other team Could get a man set off right. And win on penalties Or fair so. uh, Top goal scorer Odson Edward so can I hard just time this for? Because the three Celtic guys are all going kind to of kind of take goals away from each other, but there's nobody else in the league I'm really looking at. I'm going to go with Flo Camberi
1: I'm going to go Uchi Piazza. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously,
0: Uchi. It's
1: uh, it's frightening watching It is. It, it is really is. I think. I mean, that it's not a deadly serious suggestion because fuck knows how he's going to do it in actual league games. Uh I really like the suggestion of Camberi. Um I think if you look at the. The stats surrounding him uh, <laughs> Obviously he scored Probably more than he was Really allowed to Last year if you look at the stats But I think like His expected goals And you know His chances His conversion rates All that kind of stuff It points to another Very productive season He's already scored and loads he's in, a penalty taker as well He's a penalty taker He's already scored loads In, a, um, in Europe He got a hat-trick He scored another couple I think um, Yeah I, I think that Like you say The Celtic guys Are going to take goals Away from each other I still think oddson is Odds on. <laughs> but uh, Canberi, um out of the rest of them I think is a, a really good shot. Player of the year? Odds in Edward.
2: I'm going to go for Olivier and Cham. I think this is uh, time for him. We saw it in games last year where he completely dominated the midfield but uh, as I've said before there were other matches where he just go invisible. I think this year we're going to see a lot less of those invisible games and a lot more of him just dominating everything. And it's a He's had that season to feel his way in. I know he's still a young player, but it's kind of like, it's almost like even after 12 months, it's about time. You're you're clearly so talented that it's about time you show that you are the best player in this league.
0: His his goal against Rosenberg was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I still don't know how how he managed to do it. Because
1: he's really good at football. I
0: would just... uh, I'd like to make Tom logic, but he's just going to get injured ah,
2: for like three months in October or something.
0: the thing is with Celtic, it looks like they're, they're going to be playing a uh 352 going forward To get Edward and Dembele Both yeah. on the pitch And it looks like The starting midfield Is McGregor Brown Cham
2: Okay yeah. Rob?
1: Uh, Callum McGregor For me I really 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 like Callum McGregor I think he's fantastic And I think You know The way that you saw um, James Forrest Get a nomination Last year uh, That was for his Goal scoring exploits As well as anything else I just think McGregor's the next And I think Yeah I, I it has such a positive influence on that Celtic team that's that's kinda of undermined by people saying, like, oh Scott Brown when he's taken out, that's that you know, stops Celtic ticking. I think McGregor is such an important part of that team. And he's gonna get recognised more and more now. He's getting more and more recognition for Scotland. I mean he's basically, you know, in the starting lineup now as well. As I just think he's gonna keep kicking on. I love Enchant. I think he is probably the favourite, but for me. Just just remember. just on McGregor, I, I agree completely agree with what you said. it's it's, it's one of those where
0: After a while When you see Celtic players Like Oh yeah yeah, Fantastic And you kind of just expect them To be really good uh, Really good If they put on a great performance Like uh, That's that's good That's kind of expectation Especially domestically But McGregor Every time he plays Even when he plays well You're thinking He still makes you It just kind of Still surprises you With what he he does Yeah One thing Just before Say I'd say Edward um, I've been really impressed With him in Europe this season Even with them barely injured I think he's got more
1: potential in Dembele. I think he's got there's more to his game. There was a, a piece on what was, it, what was it again? Was it Le and is a French um publication? Might business has been like Keep, to be honest with you. Um but they were going through um, you know, the next generations of French players and Edward in their starting lineup was ahead of Dembele. Yeah. They, were, they were all saying, like, you know, this, this he is. The kept, um, and he they were all rating him higher and saying, you know, even though Dembele was, was nominated for various awards, yeah. you know, he has been the, uh, the sweetheart of the France under 21 teams. He's been courted by teams like Marseille, but they all seem to think that Edward's the guy. And on this very small amount of evidence from, from the European games, you have to say he's it, looking fantastic. For the French youth, youth team as well, really he kept out Mbappe. Yeah. He's taller and quicker.
0: It's, it's
1: something you can't
2: learn. Dembele can. No. He can learn to kind of have more of the technique and have more of the ability to kind of back into players and r- realize how to use his body like Dembele. Can. He's already taller, but do Dembele that. can't learn how
0: to be taller and quicker. And, and uh, Edward, he moves. He can drift out. He can run in behind. He can drift out and uh, kind of drag defenders and kind of dribble at defenders. He's good. He's really good. At, that I hadn't noticed until watching him in Europe. How good he is at taking the ball in and managing. Like sometimes you see my. Uh, uh, strikers Take the ball in Act as a focal point Can they lay it back off Or shift it wide He's good actually Getting the ball And turning Yeah As well
1: Yeah, Much like each eight players and Much like <laughs> Young player of the year What's an Edward What's an Edward Kim Tierney Four years in a row Four years in the bounce Nah he's going to go to Fulham <laughs> Get young for the year there Manager of the year uh,
2: yeah, it's kind of hard. I'm not, I not really expecting anybody to kind of make that leap that Komanok did last year. Yeah. And even who got Manju last? Was it Clark?
0: He got one. I think he got one though. Yeah, I can't remember. There was a few different ones. I, t- I tipped Robinson last year. Did Jack Ross not get one? Jack Ross got
1: one. Yeah. Yeah. What was that bit? Yeah, that's He's yeah. got friends in the media.
2: He, he did. pretty well, to be fair. I it's like think I made this point last season. start of the season. Simon so were like favored to finish like fourth. It was kind of. It's um. kinda like people almost took his stuff for the season before, but it's supposed to be of the season, it's supposed to be like condensed into one bit. Right. so they're a tip t- over the manager of the season and a half. So they're tipped to finish fourth and they finish first by twenty two points. I right, but I'd say come on tipped to go down when Clark took over and finish fifth. I think that's better. <laughs> <real. laughs> Where's your
0: silverware for finishing? For <laughs> fuck's sake. I am gonna go against anything that I said previously about Hamilton and go for a left field with Martin Cannon. <laughs> okay. For getting them in the top six. Jesus <laughs> Fuck um,
2: I'm just going to go Rogers, It's a boring pick But because it's no else, It really stands out I mean who even Would get it What would need to happen Somebody Hearts finishing second For Levine Aberdeen finishing second For McInnes Maybe getting to another Cup final the, the problem is is that It's chosen before The
0: Scottish Cup final
2: ah, and they've, all, they've all done well Last season yeah. as well So there's kind of What can
1: you do On top of that I think uh, for, for McInnes He has to win a trophy I think finishing second isn't enough to get him manager of the year yeah because that's expected of them now, they've done it for the last four years that's expected that's where they should be and I think it same with can you know,
0: they Rangers if they finish second it's like alright oh, well done you've got the, you spent a lot of money you've got the second biggest budget
1: I think if anyone wins a trophy out with a Celtic it could be then whoever that is um, if, if someone wins the League Cup for example then yeah give it to them but first, I think it's going to be Rodgers first it? manager to
0: leave Alan Stubbs seconded
2: where to go for Craig Levine Hearts don't even have to be that bad and they could still be like 6th by about October, November and that would be that would be a lot
1: of revolting starts look at the scenario and look at the the makeup of Hearts. Craig Levine's there for the season regardless of what happens Craig Levine will be there until this time next year and then maybe he'll punt himself back up the stairs but (laughs) Craig Levine will be at hearts For the entirety Of the 2018-19 season Barring fucking illness Or something like Craig
0: Levine will be um, At hearts when the world ends Next year <laughs> This time next year
2: Okay we're going to have to do this Very quickly Because we're already running over Of our new time um, <laughs> Yes So a Terrace 11 Standard. So we usually just pick one Between us But I'm going to get you two guys To read out your teams And I'm going to pick the best one <laughs> <fuck. laughs>
1: Yes <laughs> oh. Right on you go
0: Joel Okay, you pop Right. This 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 was done hastily. Joe Lewis in goals. Okay mm-hmm. Solid. I like it. Um, Craig Halkett. Okay. Livingston centre yeah. back. If we're gonna use a Livingston player, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Um, Connor Goldson. He's been very impressive. Yep. yep. Uh, since signing, Cedric Keepery. Who doesn't want Keepery in their oh, team? I like this back three. Yeah. Big fan. Uh, right. Ready to be annoyed. <laughs> this is so right I'm, I'm for a few fact too. right wing back James Forrest That's right, yeah. Yeah. Um, Stephen McGinn St Merrim, the most influential player yep yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Paul McGinn <laughs> Dundee is, I don't know why I didn't go for Glenn Kamara here really yeah. don't know why yeah. um, I chose David Wotherspoon because Tony <laughs> <laughs> sorry Tony you know for i uh, um, Tommy Wright has has changed position and he's tipped him to score t- uh, double figures this season. you he not know, like playing in the sitting role. I thought he was playing as uh, more of a kind of box to box attacking midfielder. He
2: uh, played in the sitting role again in the last game. Okay.
1: Well, well, why, is, well, why, is, why is Tommy Wright saying he's going to get kind of double, he could get double figure goals? Because they're, they're finally winning more free kicks. <laughs> Canadian international David Wallace. Right? Left left wing
0: back to balance out James Forrest attacking instincts on the right. Greg Taylor from Kilwarnock. Okay, don't hate it. Oh, my strike force. This is, this is where they win games. It's just oh, absolute chaos. Flo Canberry and Ucci at That That is a good strike force.
1: That it? is. That's a lot of running over people. Yes.
0: Um, it's just, this is bo- just taking bodies. However, my manager is Martin Cannon. So, <laughs> is that why you tipped him for <laughs> manager? Yeah. <laughs> this
2: is at least Martin Cannon team ever. I'm just thinking about that midfield <laughs> three. McGowan's a, ma- a wee bit of a bastard. But, um well, he's, he's, he's got three guys that won the ball all the time. Cannon would have what to they were that
0: yeah. Well, Cannon's had his ball You've yeah, had your time,
1: bro. So despite me just saying he will be the first manager at leave, Alan Stubbs <laughs> is, uh, is in the dugout for my team. Uh in goals I've got Cheryl Carson. Okay. Uh yeah. world class saves from him. Yep. <laughs> uh, right back I have James Tavern the yeah. okay. Wildin. Uh, centre backs are two lefties, that's Scott McKenna and Christoph Berra. No one's getting through that, and it's not going to be a footballing team. Uh, and left back is Kieran Tierney. Hell you need, you need those rocks With Tavernier just posted missing all the time up the other end of the park. Of course! Um, and it's a 4 I'm going for. So, okay. three in the midfield, I've got, uh, John McGinn, I've got Glenn Kamara, and I've got Craig Sibold. Uh, Which actually strikes a nice wee balance To be honest with you You And uh, Chris, what a laugh we've got up front So I've got Hamilton, Kelly and St Johnston As my three strikers (laughs) Uh, I'll tell you Hamilton's last (laughs) So I've got Chris Boyd uh, I've got uh, Anthony, Tony Watt And I've got Rakish Bingham Uh, So you've got Pace, you've got Finesse And you've got a fat guy Up front, and that's the famous, famous mixture of three up front. Right, Um, Uh, I'm happy with my team.
2: Actually, it's not as not as far away as I thought it was. We just kind of talked about them beforehand. I really like Rob's defence, obviously, Uh, but there there is. Not hugely big on that strike, was <laughs> that front three. I think they'd score for fun, mate. i really like Joe's strike, strike, too. I think that is absolute chaos factor right there. However, Joe had the heinous crime of picking some other Dundee player above Glenn Kamara. I don't know I'm so and, and
1: of all those players, it was Paul McGinnon.
2: So, so I'm going to give it to Rob. Yes. I do like Paul McGinnon, though. I
1: think he's a really good player. Yes, but uh, he's
2: not Glenn Kamara. Does, Does that mean know? I'm the team of the year? <laughs> yes. Fantastic, what a start. Right, so that's it. We've had uh, eight minutes, nine minutes over. Um oh, Just get the us. Yeah, <laughs> we'll cut us. Cut them down in the future. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can do so. Twitter, Facebook, the uh, email address is terrispodcastgmail.com and you can check out the website even though nothing's gone up in the month. Hopefully we fix it all that soon. Yes. So anyway, Rob, say goodbye. Bye bye. Joe. Cheerio. <laughs> I'm Craig Fowler <laughs> and uh, we'll be back on Thursday. Goodbye. I said that really creepily. Always do.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.